Despite the massive risk of water that's been opposed to buildings and property owners in the past few decades, not enough is really being done today. However, we have noticed the tide is changing. Insurance companies are focusing on water damage mitigation and providing more incentives in order to promote leak detection solutions. Welcome to We Talk IoT, a regular series of podcasts from the editors of Smart Industry, the IoT business magazine. This podcast is brought to you by Avnet Silica in cooperation with Microsoft. Hi, I'm Tim Cole, the editor-in-chief of Smart Industry, the IoT business magazine. Not even 1% of the water on this earth is available as fresh drinking water. Still, as the infrastructure of most water distribution systems is aging, a lot of precious liquid is lost on the way to the customer. Water damage, including damage from freezing and flooding, is one of the most common and most costly of insurance claims for both homeowners and businesses. Water leakage can cause headaches for property owners and insurers, too. Last year, water damage accounted for 70% of commercial claims in the U.S. alone. Eddy Solutions, an award-winning North American manufacturer of smart water metering products, recently teamed up with MachineQ, a Comcast company that specializes in long-range, low-power IoT solutions at scale that fill various business needs. For today's podcast, we welcome two guests, Shikaya Ganbarian, Vice President of Sales and Business Development at Eddy Solutions, and Brian Witkowski, Executive Director and Head of Strategic Planning at MachineQ. Lady and gentlemen, welcome. Shikaya, your CEO at Eddy Solutions, Travis Allen, recently said, quote, protection against the massive risk of water damage is often overlooked, but imperative for businesses to consider. Given the billions of dollars of damage caused by flooding in Belgium and Germany this summer, isn't it time for a wake-up call? Yes, thank you for bringing this up, as it is absolutely time for a wake-up call. Despite the massive risk of water that's been opposed to buildings and property owners in the past few decades, not enough is really being done today. However, we have noticed the tide is changing. Insurance companies are focusing on water damage mitigation and providing more incentives in order to promote leak detection solutions. Insurers are a key part of changing behaviors and promoting risk mitigation technologies. And so much is happening in the industry right now as opposed to just a short a few years ago. The construction industry is also taking note. Uh, residential homeowners and building operators are also installing more leak detection and are preparing with water risk plans. Ryan, water damage is a major risk to building managers and owners. What can they do about it and how can you help them? Hi, Tim. Thanks for the opportunity to be uh, on your podcast today. Um, I, I've been looking at connected devices at MachineQ for many, many years, and I started my journey looking at smart buildings in our corporate headquarters. And in that building, there's many, many pipes, many water storage um, opportunities throughout the building. And five, seven years ago, wholly dependent on individual wetness sensors that when water was detected, would send an alert to the property manager. And then if water was detected, that property manager would have to go into the system, find the corresponding valve, run to that valve, and quickly turn that valve to stop any risk to the building. So lots of chances for manual error and dependent on someone super knowledgeable about the building and acting quickly. 
the advances in IoT technology um, have allowed companies like Eddy with a very innovative solution to now connect those sensors to a solution and automatically train, change those valves to protect buildings. So that advancement has really caught on with building owners, property managers, and as Shakai mentioned, is bringing insurers to the table to, to help subsidize these solutions to um, make sure they're more widely deployed in, in multiple settings. But they all, of course, depend on super connectivity, don't they? Yeah, that's critical. If the cost to physically wire all these devices so a specific sensor could speak to a specific valve control just simply is infeasible, both from a cost and, and management standpoint. And so that middle layer of wireless connectivity is what really makes this solution um, viable and provides a clear ROI to the end business user, whether that's a property manager or the building owner. Shikaya, could you give us a few real-life examples of where your system averted costly damage or even total catastrophe? Yes, we actually have several great success stories that we can share, but um, for today, I'll kind of share two quick stories. Um, a couple of years ago, Eddie was approached by a large luxury condo building. They had experienced significant water damage, um, had millions in claims, and their carrier was threatening to cancel their coverage. Um, Eddie's system was installed throughout the building as well as the in-unit, and within the first couple of months, we were able to catch numerous water events that happened from in-unit leaks as well as throughout the building. And our solution was able to give that insurance company the reassurance they needed um, to ensure that water leaks would be detected and they were able to continue the coverage. Um, another example was for a building where we detected a product failure. It was during a construction project um, in an operating facility and the pressure relief valve uh, failed and began leaking at a rate of about 21 gallons a minute. Eddie's sensor detected the failure and within seconds a shutoff was deployed which adverted significant damages as well as business interruptions. Really given the timing and the placement of the issues without Eddie it could have gone undetected for some time, causing significant damage. Yes, thank you. Brian, Eddy Solutions utilizes MachineQ's gateway and cloud-based network infrastructure, ensuring consistent LoRaWAN connectivity. Why is that a good idea? Ultimately, the, the physics of how LoRaWAN works is, is what drives lower costs for both Eddy and the end user. You know, LoRaWAN over the years has really um, excelled in long range, meaning you can deploy one gateway and get many, many floors or miles and miles of connectivity. So the cost to deploy that network is, is much cheaper than the other alternatives on the market. Beyond that, LoRaWAN is extremely efficient when it comes to battery life. So if you're looking to deploy many, many wireless sensors throughout a building, in, in Eddie's case, wetness to sleep detectors, and then also valve controls, and have those exist on a battery where you're not either sending someone to change the batteries every few months or, or, do, or, or, or absorbing those costs by putting a giant battery in the device can make it very cost effective. So on the attributes of the network, it's, it's the most efficient that we've seen in these dense environments. We're deploying lots of battery-operated sensors. And then it's backed by the LoRaWAN, the LoRa Alliance, which is a, the, the global not-for-profit that helps manage the technology and advance the ecosystem globally. So for, for companies like Eddy or their end users, they can be confident that they're investing in a, a wireless technology that's not a fly-by-night, but that's going to be deployed at scale for, for many, many years and, and is a safe bet from a technology investment standpoint. But LoRaWAN is not really cutting edge these days, is it? I mean, everybody's excited about 5G mobile networks. Um, what is the unique value proposition of LoRaWAN compared with mobile? And why is it capable of existing alongside other connectivity options like 
5G, Bluetooth, or Wi-Fi? Maybe starting with 5G, if you look at the attributes of 5G, it, it is an immensely exciting technology when you look at the ability to, to stream hundreds of megabytes with low latency. That That's great for a camera or a phone. It's really not optimal or necessary when you're talking about a small leak detector detector running on a coin cell battery sitting in the in the bowels of, a, of an office complex. Um, LoRaWAN is really optimized for those use cases where you want to get pervasive connectivity in a building. You want that device to be as cheap as possible. So the ROI of the solution makes sense and you want it to run a long time. So Laura can certainly has a very um, important place in the market and, and there is overlap with other technologies, but has a very clear place. And, and in, in supporting those technologies. We, we think it's transformational when you look at the countless buildings that do not have smart IoT tech deployed in terms of its ease and, and cost efficiency of, of getting those networks um, retrofitted in those buildings. 5G can certainly be transformational when it comes to IoT, but we think that if you're looking at the spaces where Eddie and I, Eddie's team and, and, and Machine Key are focused today, LoRaWAN makes tons of sense. Shikaya, under EU energy market legislations, member states are required to ensure the implementation of smart metering. But that's mainly for electricity and gas. What situation look like for water metering and how can IoT help? Today, Eddie operates within North America, so we're adhering to all the North American standards. And currently, there are no legislation other than meeting some basic industry standards, such as AWWA. Um, however, there has been mention of implementation of water meter standards in North America. But in all cases, IoT can help, as it allows for meters to be that much smarter and really provides the ability to remote read. Uh, further, given the pandemic, it's never been more important to be able to harness the power of IoT for remote data. Uh, water companies not only take care of the water supply, they also need to make sure that wastewater is being cleaned and returned to a natural cycle. What's your contribution here? Eddie's system doesn't necessarily address wastewater cleaning. Uh, where we do help is resource management. Property owners have the insights and intelligence to track water issues and wastage, thereby providing the means to conserve and ultimately reduce waste. When there is less water wasted, there is less need for wastewater cleaning and the resulting cycle. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. We Talk IoT, the smart industry podcast, is sponsored by Microsoft. Microsoft Azure IoT Hub. Highly secure and reliable communication between your IoT application and the devices it manages. Azure IoT Hub provides a cloud-hosted solution backend to virtually connect any device. Extend your solution from the cloud to the edge with per-device authentication, built-in device management, and scaled provisioning. IoT solution based on Microsoft IoT Hub, then Avnet IoT Connect is your perfect choice. A standardized way to harness IoT so your business can quickly build smart apps and solutions based on the Azure platform. We're talking today with Shikaya Ganbarian, Vice President of Sales and Business Development at Eddy Solutions, and Brian Witkowski, Executive 
Director, Head of Strategic Planning, Machine Q. Thank you for being with us. We were just discussing water metering and and regulation there. Presumably, uh, Shikaya, if you do your job properly, you need to take a bird's eye view of the entire water system using meteorological, hydrological, hydraulic data, essentially creating an artificial intelligence water system. Is that correct? I love your use of a bird's eye view. I'm going to steal that. But yeah, Eddie's system is exactly a bird's eye view of water conditions and environments in a building or a project site. In terms of internal water systems like hydraulics, boiler systems, risers, and the water main, it provides management the ability to track and understand at both the high and low level of what's happening at the property. And in terms of meteorological and metrological tracking, we're not quite there yet, but I believe it's only a matter of time. Brian, it's always good to know the status of your water net, of course, but when the information has to trigger a reaction, time is at a premium. Just how fast can your system react? The chain of events from a water sensor being triggered to being sent wirelessly till it's being recognized in the cloud and then sent back down to a valve actuator, we see that within a few seconds, you know, at the top of the bell curve, 99% of the time, vast majority of the cases are within a second themselves. So you consider the challenge of detecting leaks and then shutting off that valve and what could happen in that split time, we're confident that the current latency that's built into the system is, is effective for that use case. Something we're always keen to improve and and we're optimizing our architecture to be faster and more efficient and we we can eke out some improvements but i'm i'm confident that our response time has been uh, effective in the deployments we've had already and it's something we monitor closely to make sure that that's uh, performing for our partners like eddie sakaya mechanical failure as well as human error are also factors in undue water loss aren't they and what can you do about that Yes, so mechanical failure and human error are some of the causes of water damage claims. I actually have an example of a human error where Eddie was able to provide our client with tremendous savings in water costs. Um, Eddie's hydronic solution detected an issue in one of our client's buildings, which after investigation by the property owner led to discover that it was a mechanical installation error on a makeup water line that was resulting in water being dumped into a drain. Um, Eddie's client was losing about 5,000 gallons of water per day, which equates to about $32,000 a year. And by us being able to provide data and insights, we were able to provide property owners the advantage of mitigating and preventing these types of potential claims, but also the water wasted. I understand that some of the biggest water losses in retail locations occur when appliances fail particularly where more water is used than in other locations, such as quick service restaurants or so. How can you help these companies? Yeah, that's correct. So for these locations, their biggest risks, as you mentioned, are the appliance failures, which is why we protect areas like hot water tanks, the kitchens, bathrooms, anywhere that there's water appliances or exposed plumbing. And to add, most of these water claims for these retail or QSR locations take place when no one is on site. So it's the off hours. So some of the many benefits to the retail shops um, are the immediate response for leak detection and the needed repairs, providing them control over water um, through the shutoff capability and having them have a reduction in water consumption as well as the associated costs and, of course, minimizing their business interruptions and downtime. Ryan, can I install your system in my home too? Yeah, uh, we, we've seen a number of residential use cases that are enabled by LoRaWAN and, and Eddie Solutions, and, and we've been supporting them in, in deployments uh, across North America. I think that you know, where there's 
a very, very clear ROI and you've seen the kind of the first stage of growth and focusing on commercial high rises and other large deployments, but the risk to, to residents home is just as great. And I think um, we'll see lots of growth in that category, especially as we, um, optimize the install process, um, you know, to make sure this is done, you know, correctly and that there's no chance that the valve control, um, isn't working correctly. It, 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 we think it's best to have a professional install, but knowing the cost of the hardware and the value this provides and bringing insurers into the equation that can help subsidize this, the cost of it are getting to be much, much appealing to the end home user, uh, now, and, and certainly it will get, um, cheaper as we, uh, deploy more at scale. Can companies also retrofit your solution to things like high-rise buildings or brownfield industrial plants? Absolutely. I think that's. Uh, I think it's two different answers: one from Machine Q and then one from Eddie. But for us, that's one of the appeal of Laura is that one small gateway, um, Machine Q. We have our flagship indoor gateway called the Area 8C. One of those is equivalent to around 20 to 30 Wi-Fi access points. If you think about what it takes to cover a building with Wi-Fi. So if you're thinking about a high rise, one gateway, you can get three floors up and down. So the, the ability to deploy those networks is, is very simple. It doesn't require a massive effort and a ton of planning to do that. Um, you get one of our gateways, deploy it in an IDF closet or somewhere else back of house doesn't need to go in a hallway or a public space. So for an apartment complex, condos, commercial real estate, it's effective and, and simple to get those installs um, deployed with, you know, within a few hours, let alone days or weeks if you're thinking about a complete you know, managed Wi-Fi retrofit. Brian, just there are two possible answers to this. The other would come from Eddie. Yes. So in terms of retrofit, we can install our solution at various stages of a project, including retrofits. We find that the older buildings are definitely looking at IoT technologies that can incorporate um, them to have a smarter building environment to be able to mitigate their risks. Can using your systems actually lead to lower insurance premiums? Yes. So we work with several brokers and insurers um, that are offering incentives for clients that are proactively protecting their properties. In residential application throughout North America, we're seeing majority of insurers offering leak detection discounts of up to 15%. On the building side, some insurers are willing to provide premium discounts or a lower deductible for clients that are being proactive. Final question for both of you. I understand your two companies intend to extend your partnership into key customer markets and use cases for water protection. So what will be next? We're just really excited to have the opportunity to work with Machine Q. They have been such a great partner for us. Our objective is to really provide even more value to our clients by utilizing the LoRaWAN platform with Machine Q to give our clients the ability to add other devices outside of just water leak detection and really take advantage of the great network that they have available to us today. And Brian, what for you is the way forward? We think we're a valuable partner here. I mean, Eddie has a fantastic solution. You know, we we know from talking with countless management groups and building owners that this suits a real solves a real challenge for them. And and we think they've they've cracked the code in both the pricing model and and the deployment. Um, where we think we we help is alleviating concerns around is this the right technology choice? You know, we have trusted relationships with many, many companies that trust us for their core connectivity, whether that's fiber backhaul, Wi-Fi, et cetera, but knowing that we're fully invested in in, in LoRaWAN technologies and, and in this for the long haul, we hope we can make the, the buying decision easier, both on the, the OT side of the house, but certainly on the IT side as well. 
Thank you, Shikaya Ganbarian of Eddy Solutions and Brian Witkowski of Machine Q for sharing your insights with us. And now, one more thing. Where's the loo? One of the most challenging jobs for IoT technologies is real-time tracking of goods and assets at remote locations, even when they lack a power source. Portable toilets are a good example. They're usually tucked away well out of sight and smell, and the only way you can find them is to send somebody out looking. For solutions a UK technology company thinks it's found a better way to locate and check the status of such hard to find assets as porta potties construction tools and air traffic equipment just to name a few For solutions is providing battery operated IoT devices along with its own software for managing non-powered items in outdoor working environments These often include Seats of ease, euphemistically called Mobile Expandable Well-Being Units, or MEWUs, pronounced MUSE. These are typically bright orange interconnecting boxes placed at railway or building construction sites and containing removable wastewater tanks and compartments for additional safety equipment such as defibrillators and first aid gear. They cost a lot of money and are mostly left to fend for themselves out somewhere in the boondocks. Thanks to battery-powered sensors and wireless connectivity, Four Solutions helps railroads and construction companies keep track of their units, tell whether or not they're being used, and when they may require maintenance. Altogether, Four Solutions has deployed several thousand IoT devices to keep track of non-motorized assets, tools, steps, tugs, and other equipment at Heathrow Airport in order to help management understand their utilization and locate equipment as needed. Sensor data is collected through Four Solutions cloud-based software, which provides a dashboard and customizable alerts for the owners of these assets. Throughout the past year, Four Solutions has been partnering with Digital Matter, which makes battery-powered sensors that leverage wireless networks, including LTE, GSM, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth, to forward data to the cloud no matter where a sensor is deployed. Four Solutions is using Digital Matter's Oyster 2 sensor devices powered by three AA batteries on the mobile toilets which can update companies with the information they need to manage the units. Traditionally, this type of data cannot be accessed without a human visiting the station. Four Solutions systems can detect not only its GPS location, but also such conditions as the opening and closing of doors, vibration, temperature and humidity changes, as well as water, ice, and other outdoor conditions. Each sensor comes with a unique identifier, and that ID number is linked to the unit in Four Solutions cloud-based software. With the unit installed at a specific location, the GPS data is updated in the software. Any changes in location or sensor readings, such as tilting or moving forward, is then sent to the headquarters, so these changes in the station can tell when they might be moved. After all, these units cost a lot of money and theft is not unknown. IoT data also helps to ensure that the units are sanitized and well-maintained, says Tom Ross, Solutions Managing Director. He has ambitious plans 
to expand his solution far beyond mobile loos, as they're called in the UK, to one day include such markets as farms, factories, hospitals, shopping centers, and even amusement parks. Ah, the things you can do with IoT. That was We Talk IoT, the smart industry podcast. You can read all the latest from Smart Industry, the IoT business magazine, by visiting our website at www.smart-industry.net, where you'll find hundreds of feature articles about everything from smart manufacturing and cognitive computing to autonomous driving and how IoT and AI are making business smarter. There, you can sign up to receive our newsletter, Smart Industry Updates. I'm Tim Cole. See you back next month when, once again, we talk IoT. IoT.